So what's it going to be? Yay or nay? Well, welcome back to Big V Racing. We're live from the Asian Racing Conference here at the Melbourne Convention Centre. And that we're about to get stuck into yay or nay. And as always, for your involvement, give us a text 0416 90 50 52. Or you can jump on the phones 1300 652 927. Your chance to have a word with Matty Stewart or our AFL editor Mark Stevens, who joins us for yay or nay. Uh, hello, Steve Good g- afternoon. G'day, g'day uh, Matty and Matty. I've just got a text here from uh, John C. He said, Only yesterday I mentioned mm. uh, to a mate that RSN music between the chats is great. Pink Floyd, Canned <laughs> Heat, etc. You're on the right track. Maybe keep pulling the plug out and play our music for a minute or two here and there. <laughs> yeah, some may argue it's an upgrade. Um, I was I introduced Pink Floyd. You know why? Because of Mick Floyd, who used to work at uh, Greyhound Racing Victoria, and we thought it was close enough to Pink Floyd, so we started putting <laughs> Shine On You Crazy Diamond on before he came on. And to fair to say that he was baffled and, had, and didn't quite uh, understand that the connection would be an understatement, but we eventually got him on and... We thought Canned Heat was a really lovely one for um, going up the country. Oh, it's great. Yeah, no. Has Eddie stopped talking yet? Is he still in the background there? Gee, he's he a good operator. I think he, I think he was angling for a gig on Yay or Nay, to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure he's still hanging around oh. there. But one thing that I'll say that I liked what Eddie said, um, yep. he said, why do we shoot into an empty paddock with a camera angle? Why don't we shoot back to the grandstand and the colour with a finish on, on the straight? I think, Matty, the punter would probably... And I agreed with well, Eddie when winning, he said this because for atmosphere, it, it, mm. it's a great idea. But to actually get a better understanding of where the horses are, you probably don't want that distraction. Is that a fair comment? Well, the fence is in the way. Too. Yeah. Like you've got to get through the clutter mm. of the fence, and then you get these winning posts, which are quite ornate, uh, Steve-O, as you know. And then then the horses disappear into the winning posts. So yeah, they are. Uh, but you can put the post I, on the other side. You can have two. Lined up. Yeah, I th- what, what I think you could do is alt- do a bit of alternating, but, but you've got to be mindful of disrupting the... What punters want, they don't want mm. flash camera angles. You know the ones where they suddenly go to a ground shot when you see the, up their nostrils and stuff? They just want a constant, yep. um, mm. helpful shot. But the it's more creative it's, the shots, yeah. yeah. It's no, thought-provoking, it's and, and at least it's an idea. Yeah. I mean, as you said, an empty paddock yeah. or mm. some atmosphere. Mm. So maybe worth looking at for the bigger races, um, you know, different angles. Mm. Maybe if you're going to build another racetrack, Matty, you would build the, the grandstand actually in the middle. That might actually help that situation. Yeah, I suppose you would. It would give a different look completely. I, I agree with you, Steve. I actually thought it was an interesting point, whether it's a possibility or not. I thought it was a, an t- interesting way of thinking. T- we're going to go to the Meadows in a sec, but I'll tell you about a, an idea that Mick Kent, and I think Mick Goody, the former trackman of Flemington, had his ears pricked by this idea. I'll tell you about the idea that Mick Kent had about a total, a bit of a redesign of Flemington that would sort of, in some way, uh, assist this conversation with with with, in, with great camera angles. But we'll do it after the meadows. Babies on pizzas. I've got no idea what you guys are on about. Oh, anyway, no, that we from don't want to go. Hang on, let's let me feeling uh, a bit salty. Though. I'm not happy with that. No, I don't want to open a can of them. Uh, we need to move on. Yay or nay? Get involved. 0416 to jump on the phone and have a chat. Uh, Matty, interesting discussion this morning and, and interview with Robin Winshaw, the departing Racing Australia board member, um, who had some very interesting things to say. Uh, this is her comment on Racing Australia's, Racing Australia's current dysfunction. Um, in my view, um, probably personalities um, and and the fact that 
two states have power of veto. Um, and if you choose to use that regularly, um, it just stifles any progress or, or, or any discussion. So Robin Wishaw there on the dysfunction at Racing Australia, basically relating it back to the, the personalities that are involved there, Matty. And I think that's probably been the issue for quite some time, hasn't it? That's been one of the major stumbling blocks. Well, it's been bubbling along for a long time, but I think Robin Wishaw might be a circuit breaker here because she's the first to come out and strongly articulate um, the you know, in very clear terms beyond the media bubble to what the hell is going on at Racing Australia. And actually the Racing Australia CEO, Paul Erickson, just slid past and slid into the uh, <laughs> conference. Uh, we might try and get him tomorrow, uh, so we might need a lasso. Um, so, yeah, and, and the, the, her comments were stinging, as I said earlier. They were direct. Um, they shed some light on uh, all sorts of issues, including, as you say, personality issues. This is the second grab from Robin Wishaw as she extrapolates more on that point. There's some people on the board that I'm sure are there for the right reasons, but I feel there's some long-held grudges between individual states that people won't let go of. Certainly compromise isn't a word that comes to mind with any dealings on the board. And um, states are living fear of being served legal writs from other states. And that's not a healthy environment to be in. Steve-O, you've covered a lot of sports and, you know, Eddie was talking earlier about the, the AFL, uh, the independent AFL model from the clubs and so on. What... I mean, I know you don't know the ins and outs of this story as, as much as perhaps we do, but what, what, when you hear those sort of alarming comments and alarmed comments, what, do you, what, what does it make you think about the way the supposed governing body of racing in Australia is being run and what it means for racing? Well, we need some sort of inquiry, obviously, to look into the way it's operating. Uh, the AFL model, as Eddie said, it's ownership of the game and people are just custodians for a short time and everyone kind of works together in the end for the good of the game. Can you liken this to so the Indian Cricket Board and them having too much power? Is it a BICC sort of issue? Too well, much power the, in some areas? The Olympics Federation, there was issues there as well with just being able to separate themselves from uh, sort of politics and, 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 and management at the same time, you know? Yeah, I think that comparison with the Indian Cricket Board's a, a mm. great one, Steve. What's the old saying? Um... The, the, the tail's wagging the dog. It's a little bit like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, as we've seen in, in cricket, India has had so much power that essentially, especially with their limited overs, um, uh, with, the, with the Indian Premier League taking, you know, the, the cricketing world by storm, and now it's, it's one of the most important pieces in cricket internationally. Um, I think racing needs to be careful that it doesn't, continue to go further down that path, Matty. And as Steve-O said, do you think an inquiry would actually achieve anything? But who would conduct the inquiry? Well, yeah, that's the question. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Maguire. Yeah, well, sounds like it. <laughs> he sounds like he's got all the answers. Yeah, and the, the Martin Pakula, uh, when, I, when we, we said, well, these are the problems, but what are the answers? And Robin Wishaw said, I can't see what the answer is. And Marty was sort of of the view that it, it could be dealt with federally, but the federal government would have to show some interest for a start. And maybe the, the bit would, that would prick their ears might be along the animal welfare lines. So it's a, it's a problem without a, without a ready solution. There's no doubt about that. Um, one three hundred six five two nine two seven. If you have a view on the the malaise between Victoria and New South Wales, oh four one six ninety fifty fifty two. Um, 
Hey boys, here's a text. The next time you have Peter Moody on, you can play Moody Blues. There you <laughs> Moody go. Moody Blues, Elvis Presley. Someone texted in asking if I knew who Elvis Presley was the other day. I think they were having a bit of a crack at me that day. Oh, massive crack. They were being a little bit harsh. Uh, this is an interesting point, and I read an article in the Herald Sun today, which Glenn Boss was quoted as saying that the Grand Slam concept is outdated. And uh, it's sort of like, is it fair to say, Matt, that it's almost like an unofficial concept, the, the Grand Slams, the majors? We know what the four of them are, the Golden Slipper and the, the three uh, in the Melbourne Spring as well, the Cox Plate, Caulfield Cup and, and Melbourne Cup. But it doesn't allow for some of our best horses, like Nature Strip, for example, to actually win a major. Does that make sense? Uh, no, I'm happy with, you know, in the, in the world of pop-up races, Steve-O, that the, the central pillars are still the central pillars based on history and importance to the fabric of racing in the community. Melbourne Cup, Caulfield Cup, there, there's no rate, there are no races in the world and no double, no, in this part of the world that have that resonate more. Cox Plate resonates the same. And the Golden Slipper is the fourth string of what I would say would be our Grand Slam. The four biggest races are the, the two cups, the Golden Slipper and the uh, Cox Plate. Does the Everest not resonate more than one or some of those four? If you asked, and, and jockeys have been asked this and, and others have been asked this over the years, if you could, if you could dream about winning a race, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Invariably, nine times out of ten, they, they mention one of the, the top, the, the Grand Slam top four. They don't mention the Everest. They don't mention the Golden Eagle. They don't mention the All-Star Mile. Um, but I think, Steve, as time marches on then, and other races come up and the focus shifts and so on, then maybe the, the, the traditionally the big four are no longer the big four, but I don't think they're under threat just yet? No, I think we have to hold on to the big four. We don't change the French yeah. Open, the US Open, just because the ATP Tour event in China becomes big or the Miami Masters is bigger or, uh, you know, Key of Biscayne or whatever you call it over there, Matty. I mean, the, the big tournaments, I think you just stick with the tradition. If that's a Grand Slam, stick with it. I think it's a long way off from changing that. Uh, I would have thought the same as the majors in the golf. And it- in racing, the Grand Slam doesn't mean it's a Grand Slam that a horse competitor can win. Yeah. But I think the two cups and the Cox Plate does. I mean, the, the horses who have won... Well, put it this way, no horse has ever won all four, starting with the Golden Slipper. Yeah. But um, I think there's great... It's like the American Triple Crown, that there's great reverence for... Far, uh, no, Rising Fast was one who won all three. Uh, there's very, very few horses that have been able to do it, and that's why the ones that have are absolutely revered, and that it's difficult to do. Well, I guess the only little thing that I issue that I have with it is that you can be the best horse in the country and not be in a position to be able to win one of the majors. That's yeah. the only little thing that I yeah, have Yeah, but with. sometimes the number one ranked golfer hasn't won a Grand Slam either. But they can win one. They're, like, they're, they're, they're eligible. They're probably going to well, go Winx, into a, a major Winx, being... Winx could have won... A Caulfield Cup or a Melbourne Cup. They just chose. I mean, not she to won run. Cox Plates. Nature yeah. Strip can't win any of them. Yeah, if but he's considered the best horse in the country, which he has been. Yeah, at different I, stages. I think it's a Grand Slam not because of the horses. It's because of the history of the races, yeah. and it's loosely termed Grand Slam without it being a series of races at an individual horse. Interesting discussion. One question off the back of it, I've got for you, Matty. Has the Everest taken a little bit of the shine away from the Golden Slipper in terms of being Sydney's big race? I think it has a bit. I know that the the crowds aren't going to Rose Hill anymore. The, the single club model up there with the STC no longer around. The STC used to hammer the promotion of the Golden Slipper and did a really good job. Mm. But now that it's a single club model, I think the um, resources energy is channeled a lot more into... Uh, it's for, for, it used to be the championships and now it's all about the, the Sydney Spring. And we know what uh, Racing New South Wales is doing there. They're going... 
gangbusters with all that. So, yeah, I, I think there's there's a case that the slipper has lost a bit of the focus, but I think it's still, put it this way, if a Colt wins a Golden Slipper, they, they're still worth as much as, they're still yep. worth $30 million. Yep. So, you know. Yep. Hey, uh, we need to head to a break on yay or nay, actually. We need to head to Charlton for the first race on the program there. Then we'll take a break and continue on with, with yay or nay. 0416 is the text line. 1300 is the number. You need to ring if you want to jump on. Well, out of a break here, I think we've just lost reception down at uh, Crown Casino for the uh, Asian uh, Racing Conference. But I think we have a caller, Mikey. Is that right? Yeah, we do. We've got Juppy from Bendigo. wants to talk about the camera angle. Good afternoon to you, Juppy. Good afternoon, Mark. Good day, Mikey. Um, Just my point that I had with that, there's probably not too many people in the universe that watch as many races as I do. And as you know, Steve-O, when you watch the cricket or the tennis and to a lesser extent the AFL, the actual critical moments in play are all shot from the same angle. So I'm all for these directors getting creative, but can we just do that once we've got the race run and won and then go back and use that to dissect and and essentially preview the next lot rather than changing the basic format that we have now? Yeah, potentially. I agree, Juppie. I think the more more simple the... The original shot, the better, because that's what punters want. You don't want, uh, you don't want Steven Spielberg, you know, doing the camera angles. Uh, but then, when you, as you say, Jap, jumping in more of a sort of a celebration, uh, you, uh, you, uh, you want to have you again fancy it up. Uh, but I, th- I think that the more basic, the better for the original shot. And how are you going, Juppy? With the, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying your pie reviews at the bakeries. What have you got for us today? <laughs> No, well, it's a rare day at home today, but I was just about to mention to Maddie, one of the great meetings up here happens on Saturday. We've got the Morong Cup meeting at Bendigo, which is the a big oh. community race day, which is the biggest fundraiser for the Catholic schools here in Bendigo. So there'll actually probably be a bigger crowd there on Saturday than what there will be on Gold Mile Day. Yeah, and every bakery in the region, Juppy, will be reaching out to you so that you can do a, <laughs> a social media post. And I would hate to know how many chicken parmigianas and meat pies you have actually consumed in the last six months and what that's done to your body. But you are becoming quite the sensation on social media. Well, I'm currently sitting down to a, a, a steamed piece of salmon and some steamed vegetables for lunch to offset some of that. <laughs> Someone must have been to the doctor and had their cholesterol read, I think, Juppy. <laughs> uh, yes, very good. Hey, uh, Juppy, we're going to the Meadows. Uh, great to have a chat, mate. Uh, feel free to ring up any time. No worries. Thanks, guys. Juppy, Juppy from Bendigo joining us there. Yeah, it's great to be with you on Big V Racing. We're live from the Melbourne Convention Centre for the Asian Racing Conference, and we will continue on with yay or nay. Matt Nevitt, Matt Stewart and Mark Stevens are here. Uh, boys, we'll continue on. There was an interesting article penned by Richard Callender, Matty, which suggested that we are becoming a little bit overindulgent with James McDonald after every time he rides a winner. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, it, might, it, it may be. I mean, I'm just trying to... Yeah, like sometimes you can get a bit sycophantic towards mm-hmm. superstars and just assume everything they do is wonderful. But he did have a run of outs of late... Uh, then again, Steve-O, I think the, the big superstars, they tend to be a bit more neon-lit when they don't have a good game. Uh, like a, a Dusty Martin, if he doesn't get too many possessions, it's it's mega-highlighted. So it, it can work the opposite way with the megastars, can't it? If they're on fire, they can get a bit sycophantic. Uh, but if they're 
in a bit of a rut that can be overemphasised sometimes? Yeah, I think the headline acts always create the headlines. And personally, I yeah. we, we do celebrate the stars. But personally, Matty, I think the media in general and the commentaries become a bit softer. Uh, there's a few more cheerleaders around. Um, in the yeah. old days, there were people probably needling away and being more negative. But that's, that's not a bad thing. Um, there's a few flag wavers, if you know what I mean. Oh, I do. Yeah, the tall poppy syndrome can have the opposite effect sometimes, can't well, it? Well... Depending it... on who the character is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Matty, what impact will the world pool have on Saturday? Oh, it's interesting because the, the pools on a metro Saturday at Flemington, particularly for a feature meeting, are so big that I don't know if the world pool will add to punter confidence. Mm. You know, if you've got 400,000 in the wind pool for a race... If there's four million in it, is it going to mean bigger dividends? So I think the advantage of the world pool will play out. You know how I sometimes stay up at night and bet on Val and places like that? <laughs> yes. Um, when the world pool um, internationally kicks in for the win and place, but I'd love to see it put inject a bit of inject money into the trifecta exacta quinella first four. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you look at a race run somewhere like in France or somewhere like that, and it'll be there'll be seven six hundred thousand in the wind pool, four hundred thousand in the place pool, and eighty seven dollars in the Quinella. So mm. I think if it can parlay down, it's going to here. It'll, um, it'll if it can parlay down to uh, uh, the the exotics, then I think it would 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 be of greater benefit. We've only got a couple of minutes left because we need to get to George Ferruja. But Steve-O, the AFL uh, announced earlier today that it's freezing ticket prices. Um, do you think racing could follow? suit and maybe put on a similar sort of freeze to the point where even maybe it freezes so much that they drop? Uh, drop would be a big call, but I, I think freezing's a great idea from the AFL. I think it's four or five years now where prices haven't gone up, so to put it into context it's $27 for general admission, so that's just for a normal adult to walk in. Um, you probably end up with a very average seat these days, given the amount of cordoned off reserve seats but that's pretty good value, $27. So what is it to walk into a racetrack on, a, on an average Saturday? About 20 mm. Yep. What so about in carnival time? About more. You yeah. know, like 80 I think, or 90 <laughs> for GA for, for Cup Week, or 60 Yeah, it can, it can the peak yeah. GAs are uh, close to 100 I think, for, say, if you want to wander into Derby Day as a, as a general... Yeah, Depends I think peel it back it a bit. Uh, because we, we went to the tennis, Matty, and it's uh, $50 now for a grand pass. You have a look around, but really you don't get to see any tennis. Um, mm. So I'd like to see it uh, really scaled back. And 27 is pretty good value for the footy. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think it's pretty simple. If you want more people to go, cut the prices. Cut it's the pretty price simple. once you walk through the gates too. Uh, you exactly. Know. A $13... Um, Scotch and Coke is no better than an $8 Scotch and Coke. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not always true. Some are better than others, but yeah. depends who you ask. Hey, uh, Steve-O, if Nature Strip loses this weekend, is it the beginning, beginning of the end? Um, I'm with Matty. I think there's a sense that things can creep up quicker than you think, and yes, I agree. Love your input today, Mark. We'll uh, do it all again tomorrow on Big V Racing. Well, good. And just uh, briefly, a big surprise, not a really, at the Bulldogs, Marcus Bonham-Pally reappointed as captain. So that's official today. Just uh, has just come out, Matty.